To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome to The Fantasy Files, a Disney and pop culture podcast. We are your hosts, Armita, Jared, and Skylar. This podcast was made by using Spotify for Podcasters, which is a free and easy tool for podcasters at any stage. Whether you're traveling, relaxing, or planning that dream vacation, thank you for choosing us. Enjoy the show. Gentlemen. Mihoi minoi. Why, hello. Jared, how was your audition? Uh, <laughs> no. Um, did I do well? Yes. Did I get into the musical because I work a full-time job and don't have the availability? No. <laughs> oh, lovely. That That's that's beautiful. Oh. Um, if you don't oops. get Heather Chandler, I'm still going to be upset. No, I'm not in it, Sky. <laughs> he got cut. Because he was a full-time Uh-oh. job. That's so because sad. I... I'm so sorry for you. It's okay. It's nice to have you back, though. We missed you. You kind of, you saved yourself a lot of pain, but, you know, we were happy for you. I just wanted to live my JD life, but it's fine. You know. Oh, Skylar, your dream. Oh, this is also how my mother is going to find out that I didn't get into others. Oh, oopsie. All right, Jared's mom. Here we are. (laughs) Sorry, Jared's mom. Thank God this is not how my mom's going to find out. My news. Speaking of full-time jobs, I got a promotion this week, y'all. Yeah, you did. You're looking at the new operations manager of the bridal shop. Because she runs the TikTok. Yeah, I do. I had a bride today be like, yeah, I, I booked with your store. And I was like, oh, really? How did you how did you find us? And she goes, yeah, I saw you guys on TikTok. And I was like, oh, which video? Because that could say a lot about what kind she a goes, lot yeah. about a lot of things She's like i watched the one where you guys put on the dresses that you would wear to marry the fictional men and i was like oh okay so <laughs> we're gonna have fun is what you're telling me the one you want them to watch <laughs> yes yes if it's the one about um like elmo has a a go a, a t-rex and a go fish card that one's a very different audience <laughs> than the ones that liked the video about marrying hannibal very different crowd. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, this intro is very long. Yeah, that's okay. I'm okay with it. All right, let's let's jump on into the what you guys I'm are most, excited for. You guys I mean, are everyone's excited ep- for it, but everyone's excited for Jared to lead an episode. So go for it, buddy. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Well, without further ado, then please welcome in an incredible TikTok creative. Known for her singing and her voice acting. She is an actress and has worked on the hit show Miraculous Ladybug and Cat Noir. And all around is a Disney adult. Please welcome Alexandra Forty. Hello. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Hello. I'm I'm so excited for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Have I watched everything of Miraculous that I possibly could? And I'm so excited to talk to a voice actor. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm, I love the Miraculous Ladybug. Anytime I get to chat about it, I am here for it. <laughs> oh, it's I'm funny. So I was pumped. talking to Jared um, before we started doing this, uh, had a plan. And, I, and he was like, yeah, I, I'm like in love with the show. And I was like, you know, my friend got to be on it, right? And he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> 
That was she like texted Alex and I was like, hey, do you want to come on? She's like, yeah, I'm down. And I was like, Jared, here you go. It's your time. There was this like yeah. this made it into that episode. I hope you know that it's in the episode where Jared goes, have her on the pod, have her <laughs> on the pod, <laughs> have her on the pod, please. <laughs> You know, okay. I'm happy to come be on the pod. Well, thank you for gracing our presence. Um, well, we're going to jump right in, but we're going to start with the questions that we ask all of our guests. Um, okay. I like to call them the basic bitch questions because <laughs> I'm the one that came up with the questions. All right. Awesome. Um, starting off, we know you are a pretty big Disney fan. Oh, so. Yes. <laughs> These are mostly, if not all, Disney-related. Um, Starting off strong, uh, are you a Disneyland or a Disney World stan? I say Disneyland only because I've been to Disney World once, and that was over a decade ago. So <laughs> my knowledge on Disney World is very, very limited. So definitely Disneyland because that's ah! the one. <laughs> yeah! They got another one. Another one! <laughs> I think we've had a total of three guests say Disney World. Oh, okay. I I would think that would be more popular. Everyone, everyone, including myself, sees the appeal of Disneyland. Oh, okay. I, it's just my home park, so I say Disney World. It's the one I've been going to my entire life, so with Disneyland, so I got I got always pick Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, out of every Disney park in the world, if you had to pick one park, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. My friend at work um, constantly talks about Tokyo Disney and Disney Seas. So I would love to go visit down there. However, learning new languages is not my forte. So if I were to go, I'd have to go with someone who at least knows basic language to go down there. <laughs> oh, Yeah. That's really smart, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not get stuck not knowing any of the language. Just walk not around with Google Translate the entire time. Exactly. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm going to wait until I get a friend who's, you know, not fluent, but good enough. And we'll go together. <laughs> and then um, if I can read, um, what's your favorite Disney attraction? Oh, my gosh. That's a really hard question. Growing up, it was always Splash Mountain. Always. I don't know what I had with Splash Mountain as a little kid, but I was absolutely obsessed with it. But nowadays, how the tables have turned, because I was always so afraid of this ride, but I really love the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Um, but growing up, I would refuse to go on it as Tower of Terror because I was like, absolutely not a up and down ride. No, thank you. Not my thing. But <laughs> Um, my friend forced me to go on it back in 2019, and I hated it. But then <laughs> when I came back to Disney just September of 2022, I went on it I don't know how many times with my friends, and now it's just it's our favorite. We always have to go on it a certain amount of times just to make it worthwhile. Have you done the Halloween overlay? Uh, the Yeah, I think so. I think so, because I usually the two times I've been to Disney most recently have been in September to October. So I think so. The Cool. Yeah, the 
uh, told me she was really excited for me to see the the blood splatters they have on their coats during that. She's like, you'll see the blood splatters. I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like Gardens of the Galaxy kind of gave Tower of Terror a new crowd. Because yeah, it's not like a scary story. Um, I was never an up and down ride kind of person, but also a Tower of Terror. I was a kid. I was scared of it. I was scared of Haunted Mansion growing up. So, you know, I don't want to go on Tower of Terror. Uh, yeah. But the whole excitement with the music playing for Guardians really is what gets me to go on it, even though it's just makes my stomach drop all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I think you kind of answered this earlier, but I'm going to ask it again anyways. Uh, if you could go to any Disney park, which one would it be? Oh my gosh. Um, still definitely I would love to go to Disney Seas. I've been to uh Disneyland Paris once, but my dad didn't know there was two separate parks. So I've only actually been to one park at Disneyland Paris. So I would um... love to go to the other side, which would be really fun. So hopefully I get to do that. Because I know it has the Ratatouille ride. <laughs> I want to yes. go on the Ratatouille. <laughs> really complete the complete the oh, park sure he had no idea and i was like where's the ratatouille ride he's like oh there's another park i'm like oh my gosh oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh well it's all good <laughs> <laughs> and then um so this one is four questions wrapped into one all right um it's favorite disney pixar Marvel Star Wars film. Oh, oh my gosh. Hard question though. <laughs> um, my favorite Disney film overall is very niche. It's Cinderella three, a twist in time. Yes. <laughs> it's the greatest, not only Disney sequel, but like I, I obsessed with it. I love it more than anything in this world. I've seen it. I don't know how many times it's incredible. Um, my favorite Pixar movie is Ratatouille. That's right. That's Pixar, right? Ratatouille is Pixar. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Marvel movie. I'm obsessed with Spider-Man. So anything Spider-Man, really. Um, And then Star Wars was the last one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Never been that big on Star Wars. <laughs> I've seen all the Star Wars films. Um, However, I've seen them all once each. I think my favorite, though. Oh, my gosh. Is it A New Hope? Is that what it's called? New Hope? Mm -hmm. Is that I Okay, good. My Star Wars knowledge, very, very small. Very small. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that, I think that answer made you my favorite guest on this show. <laughs> I, I, uh, Cinderella 3 has the closest place in my heart. Right? Oh, mine too. It's just, it's very, not a lot of people know Cinderella has sequels. So whenever I mention that they're like, Cinderella what? Like, yeah, only the greatest Disney film known to man, like Cinderella 3 at Just in Time. <laughs> the best sequel ever. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Jared, you found your person. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, following that up, what character do you feel like you connect with the most? Oh, okay. Um... I would say Violet Parr from The Incredibles. I've always had this strange connection with her just because of her whole invisibility power. 
And I, I went through school always feeling very invisible, although I wasn't cool like her. I didn't actually have a superpower to make me invisible. I was just unfortunately invisible to everybody. So, so sad. I, I'm so sorry. It's so morbid. But you know what? It's all over with now. I have so many friends now. It's great. I'm living my best life. But definitely Violet Parr. And she's just really awkward. And she doesn't really know how to talk to people. And, you know, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes her so relatable, though. Yeah. Exactly. Especially when water pelts out of her nose when she gets nervous. I love it. <laughs> um, okay. Um, what's your favorite Disney song? Also from Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time. I love Cinderella's solo. Uh, oh my, I always forget the name. I always have to sing it in my head until I find the name. So give me a minute. Give me a minute. So much more than a dream. <laughs> that one. <laughs> uh, you're you're tapping on my heartstrings. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was it was the last episode that I was in. So two episodes ago, I I said so much about Cinderella three. I do not oh, have no enough way. good things I, to say about that movie. I think it was the premiere. Our, was it the it premiere? Was, I think it was our premiere because we get, we asked each other these questions and then you oh, were yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. And I said Cinderella 3 and y'all were like, Cinderella 3? And I said, go back and no, rewatch it. I was like, I did not say it like that. I said it like, oh, like, I, it didn't surprise me, but it surprised me. Because it is yeah. a good movie. It is the best sequel. But I didn't think that you would pick it as like your favorite of all time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whenever I see Cinderella in the park, I go up to her and I'm like, hi, Cinderella 3, a twist in time. She's probably just like, what? <laughs> no, because like, they don't consider those canon. So exactly. our friend that was working in Paris, uh, who was friends with Drizella, had to like pretend that was all just like a dream or something, like so much more than a dream. Oh, had to like pretend that like that was a story written about them, but like that didn't actually happen to them. Yeah. yeah wow okay maybe i should stop stressing her out <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it's i wish it was i mean it's canon to me and to my heart it absolutely is <laughs> see jared that's all that matters you know if it makes you happy i'm so proud for you sky we're not talking about your pixar theory i'm not talking about the pixar theory either you're not and we're talking about cinderella not not Pixar. Are we? I mean, I think it's canon, but that's just me. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> and because if it's not canon, Skylar does not like Pixar. Oh. Pretty much. What are you talking about? I love cars. The lore. I love Inside Out. He needs the lore. Where's if the Pixar connection? If Pixar didn't have lore, you would throw it away. Where's the 20 Where's the 20 years of storytelling? Where's the cameos? Where's the it's Easter not eggs? Marvel. Well, actually, I how long has this been around? 1995? It's older yeah, it's than Marvel, Marvel, so I guess it is. <laughs> and the final basic question for you, Alex, is what's your favorite memory about Disney? Like being in Disneyland or just Disney in general? Like watching Just, just Disney in general. In general? Well, I grew up with Disney, which was always fun. I had, you know, all those plastic princess shoes that we would wear growing up. Um... No, Disney was a big part of my life growing up, so I don't remember remember a lot, 
But from recent years, you know, going to Disneyland, I go every time I go, I go with my two best friends down in California. And it's always just the greatest time ever because I used to go to Disneyland once every couple of years. But now because I'm an adult with adult money, I can go whenever I want. So I go every couple months now. And it's every, every time I go with them, it's a new memory. And it always ends up being my new favorite memory. So it completely changes every single time I go. Oh, I love that. <laughs> You should have gone today. It was completely pouring rain. I wish I was, I wish I had the option. <laughs> <laughs> I know these lucky ducks over here that are 20 minutes away from Disneyland. Actually, thirty. He Skylar keeps saying, "Oh, we live so. Oh, we like we're so close. We live so close." And I'm like, That's like a half an hour. "No, if you drove it, you would not say that. You're the I would. one. It's twenty minutes to you because you're asleep in the passenger seat. The one who's driving you does not feel like that's twenty minutes." I'm a good two-hour plane ride, sometimes three, depending on how long we take to Yeah, take compared off. to like a lot of <laughs> people oh, yeah. who like live farther, it, it honestly is like nothing. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah. But it's the same time zone, too, so it, I never, I'm never tired. Once I land, I'm like, let's go to Disney. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> Oh, me too. Yeah. You can uh literally when I flew into Cal Cali for um Oogie Boogie Bash with these two, um it was like seven in the morning and They were like, okay, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to go get breakfast. And then we're going to go rope drop Disneyland. <laughs> I don't think being tired really exists at Disneyland because I will get back to my hotel once the park closes and I'll be exhausted and I'll go to sleep and then I'll wake up like 6 a.m. to get ready. I'm like, okay, let's go. One more time. Yeah. <laughs> again, Skylar it's always. falls asleep on the floor at Disneyland. No matter where Yeah. he's at, he could always find a way to nap. I, I love I'm not taking naps. um haunted mansion or i go on the train that kind of goes around the park and then i'll take a little uh, i'll close my eyes for a bit <laughs> Little snooze, yeah. I sleep on Pirates of the Caribbean and That's I like take a little nap. Sometimes I nap during the waterfall scene. I don't know how I've been able to, but What's that condition called? <laughs> Are we sure you don't have it? Um autism? no. Oh. I don't know. We're sure he has that. We know you have that. Sorry, Um Jared, you took me out at what's that condition you have? What's that condition <laughs> called? it's Um, the blonde boy insomnia? syndrome. No. Oh yeah, that. I am usually up to like two, three in the morning every day. That's not insomnia, No, the one, though. the one where people just randomly fall asleep wherever they are. Maybe Fainting? he has that. No. Let me, let me look it up. We It's got going to Google to be a second. this now. I, let's, what's wrong with Skylar.com? WebMD. <laughs> Hashtag Skylar. I don't want Skylar, to be here anymore. Skylar's I feel favorite, attacked. Skylar's favorite doctor is WebMD. I love, I He's trust a frequent them more patient. than I trust anything Narcolepsy. else. Narcolepsy. The Actually, way he it runs in the sank. family, so I mean, it could, I don't know. He's an insomniac and a narcoleptic. At the same time. And a celiac. That's a... And autistic. And autistic. And ADHD.
Let's play how many disabilities okay. do I have today? That's what I no. said. What's wrong with Skylar.com? No, this episode is about Alex and about <laughs> me finally having a Jared episode. Yeah, Skylar, hush. Um, so that was it for the basic bitch questions. Right. Um moving on, we're gonna get a bit more into just like you as a person. Um, the first question that I have queued up is um just kind of tell us. About your upbringing, like how you got Disney-fied, where acting came into the picture, just like. Disney-fied, honestly, I don't even know. I think just as a little kid, you're naturally very drawn to Disney just to begin with. And it's just when you grow up, it's whether you choose to take that with you or not. And thankfully I did. But I know uh, growing up, my parents were constantly buying me VHS tapes for Disney, of course. And so I think the more I watched Disney films at home, the more kind of entranced I became with the whole franchise of Disney. Um, Same with my, I have two siblings who have lived with me my entire life as well. And yeah, they would watch Disney films with me and we'd watch Disney films and go to Disneyland with our parents. But they never kind of picked up Disney the way I did. I was the one who was always a princess for Halloween. More so, I was Princess Aurora a lot. <laughs> she was my favorite growing up for some reason. I don't know why, but I just really, I think it's, I loved her pink dress. Even though sometimes it would go blue, I just loved her pink dress. Um, and so I was the one who'd be like, can we go to the mall and go to the Disney store? I need another, I need a new Aurora doll because I would use, get one. <laughs> Then the hair would get all frazzled and I wouldn't want her anymore. So I need to go get a new one. And then I remember actually one day I got a new one, but then I was really upset because I got home. I was like, wait, no, I want Ariel now. And so <laughs> I had to put up with it though. But yeah, no, growing up, I was the one who was always in the princess dresses. I was the one who would go on YouTube and put on the really niche Disney channel covers of like Kiss the Girl from Ashley Tisdale and everything. <laughs> I would be Yes, yes. I would be the one blasting them out around the house and dancing to them. And then as I got older, it just very much stuck with me, my love for Disney. And um, I think it was when I got to high school when it really got intensified a bit more. And I was like, oh, man, I might become a Disney adult when I'm older. And so, you know, what? I think I have this whole I call it my fairy tale gene that no one else in my family has but me. But I see the world very weirdly because of how I grew up with Disney and so everything I see everything I look at I'm like oh that's a fairy tale this has to be a fairy tale right like everything is just Disney to me which sounds absolutely mental like I sound like I belong in a hospital with that kind of mindset (laughs) but um no I think uh Disney really helped shape me into really who I wanted to be and it's giving me a lot of opportunity to make sure I'm always kind I like being kind and I think if I didn't have Disney in my life, I'd probably be not so kind. <laughs> but you never know, right? Um, and actually, Disney is a big reason why I wanted to become an actor. Because I loved Disney so much growing up that I wanted to be a part of Disney someday. And so the main goal with becoming an actor is to hopefully be a part of Disney. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. That's <laughs> kind of how I fell, too. Because it's... I feel like Disney and acting go hand in hand. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, even if you're not in entertainment, there's always just oh, this yeah. level of acting that every Disney person has. <laughs> Absolutely. 
so that leads me to my next question um what kind of drew you towards voice acting instead of like on stage on screen well um growing up i was always very fascinated again with disney characters and how you know how they got their voice because you know as a kid you think oh my gosh these are real they're real and yes kids they are real but when you get older you kind of realize oh well wait a minute and so um i have had anxiety i grew up very shy and then i was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder just before high school and so it was very hard for me to really use my voice and speak up for um speak up and in general and make friends and so i told my dad one day well since I'm not very good at actually speaking up in front of people, how about I speak up with cartoon characters? I think that'd be so much fun because I have a voice and I know I have a voice and I've always wanted to use it for good things. And because I'm so shy, it's really hard for me to do that. But if I pursue a career that kind of makes me have to use my voice, then I'm more than willing to do so because once you realize you love to do what you do, it's not going to scare you. So I, if I were to book a voice acting role, I'd be so ecstatic, even though I'm probably like shaking my boots. But once I start doing it and I start taking on the role and I start speaking and auditioning, it's just, it feels natural. You find something that just feels very natural for you to do because it means something to you more than just a career. I'm so happy yeah. that you found that, especially like coming from where you were having that anxiety and that like, I <laughs> I'm just so happy that you were able to turn that into something that like means so much to you. That's awesome. Yeah, I am as well. And because of it, I've started doing screen acting as well, which is so much fun. I would have never started screen acting if it wasn't for my agent who was like, you know what? We see you on TikTok. You need to start doing more than just voice. <laughs> like, okay, sure. Let's try it. So it's, it's been fun so far. Very slow as it should be. It's acting. Um, hard hard profession to really be successful in but it's been fun so far so that's all that really matters that's good oh i love that <laughs> and off of your tiktok how did how i'm can't talk all of a sudden <laughs> um what kind of made you make you start a tiktok and be like oh i'm going to do this Okay, I'm just like everybody else. I downloaded it as a joke. Because um, on Instagram, I would always see videos pasted from TikTok onto Instagram. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll get TikTok, but I'm not going to like it. It's not cool. I'm cooler than that. I don't need TikTok. And so I did a lot of TikTok. And at first, I didn't really make videos. I more so just browsed. And then I did start making videos, which have all been deleted. Because they weren't miraculously of videos. And so I was like, bye. I'm going to get rid of those. <laughs> And um, one day I made a miraculous TikTok. I remember this. I think it was um, December of 2019. I made a video. I had Adrian Agress shoes, like his orange shoes. And I made yeah. a video saying like, oh, I just stole these from Adrian Agress. And it blew up. It was my first video that really blew up. I was like, oh, fun. Okay. And so I was like, I'm going to start making more Miraculous Ladybug content because that's what I do best. I've been doing that for several years now. So why not on TikTok as well? And so the more I started to do it, the more I noticed that my account was growing. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Do I make a single penny off of TikTok? No, I'm Canadian. Of course I don't. But it's it was fun. It, I found it very fun. And soon enough, I hit a million people. And I was like, this is weird. <laughs> this, this is weird. <laughs> and so I just keep it going. Um, 
it's been slow recently my tiktok account has been very slow because i've been so busy growing up obviously <laughs> but for the time being for the past couple of years it's been fun so i can no longer really say it's a joke anymore but you know yeah. I, I, now you I, have a million people like actually wanting to to watch your stuff and follow you that's yeah. cool absolutely insane and my agent loves it she's like it's gonna help with your career and i'm like okay yeah we'll keep it we'll keep it going <laughs> So did your agent kind of come to you and was like, you, I know you make miraculous ladybug content. Yeah, Here's I, a surprising thing. My agent is my literal guardian angel. Um, I actually found her way before, not way before, but a bit before my TikTok kind of did blow up. Um, and she started off as my voice coach for voice acting. Um, my, I, I was where I work retail still, like I'm a struggling actor working retail, woohoo. And I was working my retail job one day and I was like, I've had enough. I need to start acting now. Cause this was before I had a demo before I had anything. I, I was like, I need to start working on this. Like, I know if I keep waiting, it's not going to happen. And so as I'm working, I'm like hiding in a corner at my job, texting my dad, like, can you please find me a voice coach, <laughs> please? <laughs> and he did, he did. And uh, we found her. Her name's Pam. She's wonderful. And she had a website where she would coach and she would help you make a demo when you were ready to make a demo. And so for a couple of months to a year, I did classes with her via Zoom because COVID. And, um, you know, once she kind of thought I was ready, she was like, OK, I'm going to help you make your demo. And she offered me to go make it at her own studio instead of me having to go find a studio to make it in myself. She was like, you're going to come to my place and you're going to make it here. And I was like, oh my God, just <laughs> like, you're incredible. And so I made my demo with her and that was, she did everything. She did everything for me. My demo, my everything. My demo is actually on her website to listen to, which I think is like full circle for me. And, um, and then I was like, okay, here's the tricky part, finding an agency. And she goes, oh, I'm making one. I'm like, really? <laughs> you really just won. And she's like, uh, we would love to have you in it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, who, having a bug sent me this angel. And I'm just so incredibly thankful for her because she's done so much for me within the past four years. And she still is. She called me earlier. And I have this, I can't say what it is, but I have this really incredible audition that I have to do on Saturday. And it's, I think, my biggest audition yet. So it's like. I'm so, so excited. <laughs> That's Yay! very exciting. Yeah. So did, I'm just kind of curious, did Disney see your, your content and be like, you want to, you want a voice role or. Yeah, wish that was the case. However, it is actually a bit more wholesome how it happened. So I, for Miraculous City Bug, I have been um, a fan's almost since the show had started eight years ago. And since then, I actually became friends with the voice director. His name's Azure Wise. He's um, amazing. He is, he's like a second father figure to me. Like when I go to LA, if I need anything, he's, 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 he's my go-to. If I am in a pickle, he, I'm going to somehow call him up and be like, hey, what do I do? Because my dad's not here. So I got him. And I went to LA the first time alone back in September of 2022 and I was just at the parks it was my first time in Disneyland for a very long time so I did a full five days I was like yes we're doing a full five days here and my second day there or I think it was my first day there I got a message from Ezra and as well as the wonderful Christina V who voices Ladybug and they were both like you're 
you need to come to the studio. Hello. Hello. You're here. Come. Because I <laughs> haven't been to LA in so long. And I was there. And, you know, so they're like, you got to come. You got to come watch people record. And so I was like, yeah. So I told him, yeah, absolutely. And then, it, you know, for the rest of the day, it was kind of like radio silence. But then the next day, I went live on Instagram while waiting to go on a ride with one of my friends. And Ezra had joined the live. And he's like, so are you coming to the studio? I'm like, wait, no, send me the deets. Like, yeah, like, can I? Like, are you so serious? <laughs> I will come. Granted, I'm in Anaheim and the studio is in Burbank. So that was going to be a killer Uber ride. But I was like, I will pay that fee and I will come. And so I messaged him after the live I did. I was like, are you so serious? And he's like, yeah. And he gave me um, the Wednesday, Thursday and Friday they were recording. And um, I could I got to choose with whichever day I wanted. I was like, I'm going to come on the Friday. One, because it's so last minute. I need a few days to process this and two it's my last disney day so it's i'll get everything over with by friday and the really great thing about this is that that trip i was supposed to go a week earlier than i did and if i had gone the week i was supposed to go they wouldn't have been recording miraculous ladybug at all and so i would have never gotten that invite so for some had to change the trip to the next week and that entire week they were recording the show and so that's why they initially invited me over because they had so much work to do and they knew I was a huge fan of the show and I would obviously I've dreamed of moments like this like I think I'm like will I ever will I ever get to go to the studio and sure enough I did and so I went to the studio on the Friday I got there bright and early even after my uber dropped me off in the middle of nowhere in LA <laughs> and so I had a new uber um, but I got there I spent the entire day there and I remember I didn't know I was going in to do any work I was going in yeah. to go watch and be absolutely just in awe of all the talent. Um, but this is the story I tell everybody. I walked in, Ezra showed me where to sit because it's dubbing. So there, it's pre-animation. So when you're dubbing, you are speaking words, but making sure you're matching the lips. So I got to actually watch the pre-made animation as they were dubbing the show. And um, when he sat me down, I looked at his there's like a big desk and there's a nice pristine crisp piece of paper and on that paper neatly printed neatly typed out highlighted and printed out talent names character names and role scenes and where their scenes are and what they have to record very like I said very crisp printed typed piece of paper so I look at the bottom and scribbly pen is my name and I'm like hmm okay (laughs) so my name is on that talent sheet with scenes beside it and I'm sitting there like oh all right no 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 he just he just needed to remember <laughs> no way so i didn't question it i wasn't about to like tap on it be like what's this yay hey what's this <laughs> so I, I was like no he just needed to remember i was coming and then we were a few talent in with uh some of the voice actors and we finished off with sailor victor who voices chloe bourgeois and he looks at me and he goes your turn and i'm sitting there uh, like whoa <laughs> what did you just say to me? <laughs> That is something to spring on to someone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, I'm panicked. I'm sweating. Like, I'm like, don't show that you're shaking. Like, no way. You're an actor. You're professional. <laughs> here for a reason, right? Obviously, not a big role, but I think just to be a fan of Miraculous Ladybug is good enough for me. And so, of course, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But instead, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> And so um, the really great thing about this is I did some Walla. And what Walla is, is just background noises. So say 
Adrian and Marinette are having a conversation. Um, the little murmurs you hear in the back, they're having a conversation in public. It's just like extra voices that you can't really make out, but they're there. So I did some walla, and then he pulled up the scene from Elation with the blonde girl taking a selfie with Cat Noir. He's like, you're going to do this role because it literally is you. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> okay, sure. And the really thing, the great thing that's like the icing on top is I love Bryce Pappenbrook, who voices Cat Noir. I think he is so, so incredible beyond belief. He is incredible. And I would always joke about how I want to become so successful that I get to work in a show with him. Little did I know my first ever role was going to be in a scene with him. And I was like, this is just no way, no way. Like, it was so hard to believe. But yeah, no, I had no idea I was doing this. I went to the studio to watch as a fan and suddenly I was shoved in that booth and I couldn't be more thankful. So <laughs> That's amazing. I know. It's just, it's crazy. I didn't get paid for it, obviously. He he made it very clear. He's like, I'm not, I can't pay you for this. I'm like, you know what? I think being a miraculous ladybug is payment enough. Like, Exposure. no problem. <laughs> How was it Um, meeting? Did you meet Bryce? I, oh, oh, I not, I didn't meet him at the studio. He had come in the day before that I went. So I was like, oh man, but that was okay. I had met him recently in August. He was finally invited to a convention down in Vancouver here. And I went up to meet him. I did not know this man knew who I was. (laughs) (laughs) I went up to him and I'm like, hi, Bryce. So you're not going to know this, but I know this. He's like, you voice the blonde selfie girl. I'm like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Hold on. I was like, yeah. He's like, it's so great to meet you. Because I had the scene on my phone, ready to show him the scene. And then I go to turn my phone around. He's like, oh, you're the blonde selfie girl. I'm like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, biggie. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. And so, no, he is just as sweet as he is. I knew he was going to be. I see fan interactions with him all the time. When people record them, he's always the brightest soul you could ever meet. And he was when I got to meet him as well. And, you know, meeting him was great. I was like, wow, I have waited several years for this. And it was the perfect time because I'm in the show technically for a few seconds. You know who I am. It was perfect. (laughs) Okay. I just, I have to ask just because I'm a little bit of a nut. Um, Are you Team Adrian or Team Cat Noir? I'm on the 5% that is very much Team Adrian, but only because I... My main character on TikTok is Adrian. (laughs) So I feel like I have to be Adrian. But I think I love Cat Noir so dearly, obviously, because he's so, you know, he's goofy. He's fun. He's great. He's everything you want in a man. But (laughs) Adrian, I think, I think it's just his gentle demeanor that really just pulls me into him more than Cat Noir does. I see. I'm in that 5% too. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I I don't know. There's just I love Adrian as a character. He's just such a sweetie. He's just oh, he's so perfect. <laughs> are you a fan of other stuff that's that Bryce has done? Like are are you an anime fan? I, I watched a bit of and I'm not a big anime person. I like the cartoony more so stuff even though anime is basically, you know, cartoon, but anime I think is just more for a certain audience i like the more like disney cartoony kind of stuff but i have seen a couple anime and i tried really 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 hard to get into anime um most of the anime i have watched has bryce in it because <laughs> yeah. i watch 
or Bryce Pappenberg. Guilty, I confess. Um, but yeah, I with anime, I don't watch a lot of it. But if I do catch it, I'm like, oh, that's Bryce Pappenberg because his voice is so distinctive. So. Oh yeah, that's Bryce is the first person that I could start telling from anime to anime. Oh yeah, just because <laughs> of his voice, and you know, you get about ten animes deep, and you're like. Oh, Bryce is in all of these. All of them. And now all of these characters are one person. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. No, I did start watching anime. before. I'm open about that. I know people are like, Alex, that's so lame. Why would you do that? Hey, hey, hey. A woman's going to do what a woman's going to do. And so, but yeah, no, I never really picked up anime. But if Bryce is in it, most likely I will watch it. But I probably won't continue to watch it unless it's miraculous. (laughs) I actually have a TikTok on my account that's about Bryce because <laughs> it's when I first started realizing all all of the characters that he played. And it's that sound of um now when I see this asshole, I can only think of this asshole. <laughs> and it's like six different characters he's voiced. Uh, I'm like for me <laughs> goes back to Adrian Agress. If I hear one of his anime characters swearing, I'm like, oh, go Adrian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just, this is so exciting for you. I'm so happy for you. This is a great story. But I always say, you know, it was a small role to most people. But to me, it was like the biggest moment of my life. Because never imagine getting asked to say a couple lines for your favorite show in the world like that is just i was flabbergasted i called my mom and dad afterwards i was like mom dad i'm gonna be a miraculous (laughs) i texted my agent i'm like i'm sorry i know i'm not supposed to take roles without permission but how could i say no to this right but i did a thing (laughs) i I did a thing yeah (laughs) and she was very supportive she's like yeah yeah i get it i get it (laughs) and on kind of the industry side i do want to know what it's like working with an agent and working with an agency because i personally have never had that experience okay yeah no for me it's um it's very brand new for me still even though i've been working with pam for very many years well not very very many years a couple of years now maybe uh she's been my agent for about two years now i think and um you know, as a brand new actor, it's still very slow. So even if I had a bigger agency, it would still be, I think, at the same pace that it is now where I get an audition every so often. Um, but that's only really because I don't have much of a demo yet for my screen acting, for my voice acting, I do. But um, with a- acting just very particular, even with an agent, um, you often are waiting for auditions, but you're just lucky enough to have someone who is able to get you these auditions instead of having to constantly search and search yourself, which I'm very thankful for because I would not know where to start. So I'm very thankful. Um, It's slow, but it's a good kind of slow where you know it's happening. And um, every little audition I get, even if it's for a short film that doesn't get me paid, I'm like, I'm taking it and I'm like, I'm going to give this audition my best thing ever. I'm going to hopefully get it. If I don't, I don't get it. And I wait for the new, the next one to come in. But definitely with an agent, it's more at ease because you know you have someone in your corner if you aren't able to fend for yourself in the industry. 
Um, and I, again, I was just so incredibly lucky to have had Pam to begin with because I knew finding an agent is going to be very, it's a very hard thing to do. Uh, I always overlooked that before I became an actor. I was like, no, no, you go for, you apply, you'll get an agent. But no, it actually is quite hard to get an agency. And I'm like, I'm just so incredibly thankful to have this. And, um, you know, it's just, it helps me feel a bit more at ease knowing there's something circulating every so often, not all the time, but something's going to come in and that's what keeps me going. And then I just got a whole bike book it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so kind of veering away from voice acting. Um, I know you were also a part of a short film called forever young. Yeah. Oh my um, God. could you tell us about it and just kind of like going yeah. through that process? So that one was, oh, that was such a wonderful little project to work on. It was two days of filming because it's a it's a short film, obviously. So two days was all we needed. And it was uh, one of those, I didn't necessarily have to audition for it because uh, my agent, Pam, she knew the producer for it. And she, there was a very specific thing the writer and the producer were needing, which was a younger person and an older person who looked fairly similar and thankfully, in our agency, we had myself and another actress named Donna, who is the loveliest person ever, who just so happens to look like an older version of me. And <laughs> so Pam called me up and she's like, I have this great role I want you to try for with one of my friends. Um, you're just going to come in and do a reading with Donna and the producer. Um, her name is Lily. She's also very, very wonderful. And so one day I might, I have my Uber mom. I can't drive for the life of me. So my Uber mom uh, drove me out and I did a quick reading with Donna, um, you know, face to face with her. And then a few days later, um, I got a text from Lily and she's like, oh, yeah, no, we would love to have you on this project. So that was a really great thing to be cast for because it was actually a role that's very out of my range, I would say, because I... I'm very preppy. I'm very happy. I'm very excited all the time. But this role was, I was like psychotic robot. I, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was an AI younger version of this woman who created me. And um, I, the film, the short film, they haven't sent it to me yet, but I hope they do. And I think when they do, I'm allowed to post it. Hopefully. Um, but it just, I got to play just an evil robot that, was out for blood so I could take over her life and it was so much fun I was like this He's is not Megan yeah I told her I was like wow this is so very mad like yeah no. <laughs> and no it was um filming it was fun um the worst part about it was I had a convention a three-day convention the two days before I was filming it and so I went in like half asleep but thankfully my first day of filming I didn't have any lines I just had actions like I had jump scare actions to do and then the next day was all my speaking lines, which wasn't actually a lot, thank goodness, because again, I was exhausted. But um, no, way out, of, way out of my range. It's a character you would never expect me to play. But I am very thrilled with how it turned out. And it did very well in the film festival circuit. So I'm very, very thankful I got to be a part of a film that was brought to many people around the world in the industry. And I'm hoping I get it sent to me soon so I can share it with everybody because it's been um, this month, a year is going to be since we filmed it. So I'm hoping I get it soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, no, it was so much fun. The people I worked with were just so wonderful because it was kind of like my first 
bigger short film because I had worked on a student short film a few months prior, which was just as much fun with people who were close to my age. It was a first wonderful, great, exciting first experience on screen acting was with a student short film. And then working with these people, they were much older than I am. So they have been in the industry for a very, very long time. And so I got to learn so much from them, which was just incredible. And then I got to go watch the film back in August. We held a little party and I got to see everyone again. And it just, it felt great. It felt like, yes, this is what I need to be doing. And I hope I get to do it more often. <laughs> Incredible. Um, so kind of on, so being a working actress, um, is there anything that you wish you knew going into this area of expertise that you'd like go back in time to tell yourself? Oh, yeah, I was naive. I still work the same job that I worked when I first started out. I work in retail, like I said. And um, I remember thinking, I'm going to get my agent, then I get to quit because I'm going to get so many auditions. I'm going to start booking like crazy. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was naive. I was young. I was naive. Listen, you have hopeful <laughs> and then you get hit with reality and you're like, oh my gosh, this is hard. Unless you're a nipple baby and you're thrown right into the industry, it's hard. No, no hate to nipple babies. They're wonderful. They're so talented. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, for me, I was a little naive thinking I'd be able to quit and just pursue acting full time. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Still a very, very tough work in progress, but it's one I'm hopeful about. So I, I keep I keep hanging on to it. Are there any jobs that you auditioned for that maybe you turned down or that you didn't get that you were like oh I should have done it or oh I Not, wish I could have done yeah. it there have been auditions that I have declined just because I didn't feel comfortable doing them just because when it comes to voice acting I do have a certain range and then I'll get auditions where I'm like I don't know if I can really really do that range that they're asking for so I will say hey not good for me um, there was a role I auditioned for recently. It was for a motion capture video game. And I was oh, so bummed I didn't get it. I want to do motion capture so, so badly. But motion capture is a whole other kind of thing you got to learn. So I understand why they didn't take me in. I've never done it before. Never done classes for it. But again, I was crushed because I would love to do motion capture. Um, and then I booked a role with Barbie recently. And I actually was very um, careful with how I shared this role. Um, I've booked because um, Barbie is focused really for the Barbie web series on YouTube and old fashioned Barbie movies are usually recorded in Canada. And so I had this amazing opportunity to audition for Barbie and I did and I got the role. And um, unfortunately, what I didn't really know is that my character ended up being a person of color. And so I did the role. And then a few, a little bit after I had done all the work, they sent me a picture of my character. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is a role that I would have said no to if I had known what she looked like prior to doing the role. And so I knew, obviously, I couldn't just email them now and be like, nope, count me out because I had done the work. I've been paid. Nothing I could do about it. And so I knew um, when it was going to come out, I had to be very careful with how I was sharing this role, which was one of the scariest things so far in my career because I knew... I have a lot of haters online. <laughs> it happens when you got a big following, unfortunately. Um, and so I had recorded Barbie back in March of 2023. And it had finally come out as I was actually in line for Guardians of the Galaxy at Disneyland back in September. <laughs> and I was like, guys, guys, Barbie, Barbie just released. 
And so I was, I was thrilled. I watched it. Um, it's just a four part mini series on their YouTube. And I was, you know, I was so, so thrilled. Like you once in a lifetime to work with Barbie. I, I grew up with Barbie as well. And so every little Canadian voice actor's dream is Barbie because it's recorded locally in Canada. And so I saw my character. I was like, yep, okay, you're going to post about this, but you're going to be very careful with how you word this because it's very, very important to make people know that I would never purposely take roles from people of color. Absolutely not. If I knew it wasn't for me, I'm not going to touch it. My agents would never send it to me. Absolutely not. But when I had auditioned for this role, it was multiple characters, multiple voices. So they were to match your voice, which would every character was suit best in that web series. And I got the one that I did. She's beautiful. Um, she she was a doll. She was a viable doll. So I thought that was really exciting. But yeah, no, I made sure when I posted about it, I was like, hey, guys, like I very much know this is not a character for me, but just lack of communication between both parts. No one's fault. We both, we all didn't realize it's voice acting. I worked from home. They didn't know what I looked like. So they just really knew my voice because I worked in my home studio because uh, they were recording it in Toronto and I wasn't about to travel to Toronto just to do a little bit of work. And so I was like, no one's fault, just lack of communication, but it happened. It's not going to happen again in the future. But no, I was very thankful to take this role and give her a voice. And actually people were very kind and they understood. And so I'm hoping going forward, I have just a bit more detail of the characters that I am getting and I'm auditioning for, which again, my agent, make sure of she would never purposely send me auditions that aren't meant for me so it was just a one-time thing but I'm still very thankful to be a part of Barbie of course but of course it was like one of those moments where you're like oh oh no but it all worked out in the yeah. end okay <laughs> I will say that was very well said um and congratulations I know that's really really awesome especially yeah, for thanks. someone who lives in Canada yeah um, sure. and you know I've been around people who like love Barbie, um, my entire life. So I am very proud of you. Congrats. Thank you so much. It was an awesome experience. It was felt surreal saying I got to voice with Barbie. It's just the greatest, greatest thing you get to say. Miraculous Ladybug and Barbie. I was like, whoa, great resume. <laughs> yeah. And just being a working actress, it's so good that you have yeah. those morals that I feel like a lot of people when they're building their career, they're just kind of like, I'll deal with this later. But... Oh, I just it's a whole part of being an actor with anxiety is wanting to make sure everything is right before you do it. So yeah, it's you know, anxiety sucks, but when you're an actor, you're very thankful to have it because you're like, okay, you really need to make sure now, just in case. <laughs> yeah. Um, so kind of looking outwards, um, if you could give advice to someone that's like just joining like just starting work or just joining the entertainment industry mm -hmm. what would that advice kind of look like i i'm still trying to find advice for myself honestly because i think <laughs> i i tried to jump right in when i messaged my dad about a voice coach i was like can we also check about making a demo um and so that's how I found Pam with the whole, uh, I will help you make a demo, but first I want to give you classes. So definitely look into classes first. For screen acting, I have taken little to no classes for screen acting, except I really just rely on hoping my TikToks are good. Yeah. Um, I did theater for a year in high school and that was about it. So I have not a lot of training with screen acting. 
And so something that's very, very important is training because it's on your resume. And the more training on your resume is actually very, very good because directors and casting directors want people who know how to work, who are passionate about working to the point they still do classes. And that's my mistake right now is I haven't been doing classes. So I'm hoping within this next year, I start taking on screen classes because I think that would really help with my resume. But just for anyone in general, especially people who I get people all the time telling me I want to be an actor, but like you, I have severe anxiety. I can't do it. You just, you know, I, it's easier said than done just to say, go for it. But that's what I did. I just, I jumped right in. I was like, I'm just going to do it. I want to find my voice. And so I think just kind of working up that courage and giving yourself the chance to really express yourself through acting is an incredible thing because you picture it more like it's not you. I, Alex has anxiety, but this character I'm playing, she doesn't. So it's completely different. I get to be this character and that's all that matters. But yeah, no, I always suggest classes and I'm suggesting that to myself as well. I'm searching more classes. <laughs> um, and just kind of finding your element within the community of acting, whether it's voice, screen, stage, be a triple threat, do it all. Um, I can, for one, can never do stage acting. I got stage, right? <laughs> so I envy people who do that. But yeah, just find the, start where you're passionate about. So for me, I was very passionate about voice work. And I started there and then I was recommended to start doing screen work, which I kind of eased into. So start where you're comfortable with, take classes and just remember you are essentially not playing yourself. You're often playing somebody else and that should help kind of ease your little fears that are eating up at you, telling you you can't do it because you definitely can do it. If I can do it, everyone else can do it. Absolutely. That's really that good beautifully advice. Said. Yeah, <laughs> no, really. Um, so I know you have Miraculous Ladybug and Barbie on your resume already, um, <laughs> but are there any shows or films that you, that you <gasps> would just love to be a part of? Disney. Disney? <laughs> <laughs> love to be in a Pixar original film. That's one of my biggest goals is to be in a Pixar film. That's all I want, a Pixar animated film. So far-fetched, but not far-fetched enough to not do it. However, um... I would also love to be in, um, gosh, I don't, I honestly don't watch a lot. I'm more of a YouTube gal. I watch a lot of streamers on YouTube. That's my usual forte. Um, and the <laughs> lot of people that I would love to be in aren't running anymore. Like Tangle the Series doesn't run anymore. Uh, I know they're working on Phineas and Ferb again. So I'm like, huh, hey. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I just would love just more opportunities in general to be really in anything. But um, for dreams in particular, Pixar film, Pixar film, original Pixar film. I want that so badly. That is what I'm working towards within the next few decades of my life. If I don't reach Pixar, whatever. <laughs> I was yeah. an actor for a reason. <laughs> but we'll put it in the universe, you got this. It's, yeah. it's a very like, big dream to have because everyone, you know, I think most actors dream of booking with Disney. But it's not impossible. Nothing's impossible. So I hold on to it in hopes it actually happens. So I kind of kind of going off of that. Mm -hmm. If if they offered you an on-screen role, is that kind of holding the same excitement for you? Or are oh, you sure. really um 
with Disney in general, if it were even a Disney Plus series, I'd be like, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Like, I, if it's a Disney original, absolutely. Because I grew up with Disney Channel. But in Canada, it was called Family Channel. We didn't have Disney Channel here. It was called Family Channel, which right. was already. And so I grew up like with shows like Hannah Montana and uh, Disney original movies, decoms. And so I've, I was offered something like that. Again, I'd be so excited because it falls under the Disney name, even though you hear a lot of stories about working with Disney Channel that are a bit iffy. Um, but I think just booking something with Disney in general is just, the, again, the reason why I became an actor. And I would love anything. But as far as pure excitement, like I'll probably start crying and then pass out is if I ever get a you book the Pixar film. Woohoo! That that's gonna send me off the edge. Everything else I think is more like, oh, I did it. But booking Pixar, I'm gonna be on the floor. I might need to go to the hospital, but that's about it. <laughs> and it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility either, because you kind of already have your foot in the door with Disney since they bought Miraculous. Yeah, thankfully. Um, definitely with Miraculous, it definitely still falls more under the Zag Tune category. But mm. because it's on Disney Channel, my friend, I, a friend of mine, actually, she's from America, so she has Disney Channel. She's like, Alex. And it was my scene. It was the blonde-haired girl scene in Elation. And as I'm speaking, you see the Disney Channel sign in the corner. I'm like, oh, my gosh. That is so awesome. <laughs> you made it, kid. That's it. Like, I've made it. I can retire. No Oscar for me. I'm good. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, So I've been talking the whole time. Sky, Armita, do you have any questions? I've just been sitting back and and giving Jared the reins. I talked for two hours straight last week, so oh, good. I, I, gi- I give the floor to Jared this week. <laughs> Honestly, though, you, you spoke so well. I'm so proud of you. I'm sure this was, like, a little like nerve wracking coming on a podcast and just like uh, spreading everything, especially like you saying like you having an anxiety and stuff like that. I just want to say, I'm so proud of you. Thank and you, you so did, much. You did really incredible. So honestly, yeah, I couldn't be more happy for you. Yeah. I took off. I have a necklace that I wear it like opens and closed. I took it off. Cause I always click it when I'm nervous. So I was like, that's going to be annoying. So I <laughs> took it off for you guys. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, I literally have my fidget in my hand right now. This little neato dog. <laughs> I always eat. So then I don't like fidget or do it. I have to eat. Oh, there you go. That works as well. Yeah. No, <laughs> I like fidgeting with the rat tail. I'm like, Oh, this works too. <laughs> <laughs> This has been such a cool episode, though. Like, we've never had an actor or an actress on the show before. And we've had, like, a lot of, like, people who, like, worked for the company or have done stuff, like, around Disney in some way or form. This is the coolest thing, I think, that we've ever done. It was so much fun. This was my first ever podcast. So it was pretty cool for me, too. (laughs) Amazing. You've been such a delight to have on. I know I'm still fangirling a little bit. (laughs) just because i'm like miraculous miraculous i'm I'm like that every single day of my life (laughs) (laughs) but you've just been amazing to have on this podcast um do you want to share with the people where they can find you yeah um you can find me on tiktok my tiktok is just alexandra 40 not four zero my last name unfortunately is 40 (laughs) f-o-r-d-y 
which confuses a lot of people, especially when stories ask for my email and I'm like, Alexander, which is not my email, guys. I'm this is a fake email. <laughs> They're like, oh, four zero. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then on Instagram, I'm Alex Faith Forty, which again, F O R D Y, no four zero, none of that. <laughs> I shouldn't be. I hope I'm not too hard to find. I think if you search up Miraculous Ladybug, you might find me. <laughs> that too. <Yeah. laughs> well, I guess then. Um, thank you guys. For listening to the I almost said the Dream of Fantastic Dream podcast. We're oh Jared. <laughs> we did I did not slave over this <laughs> rebrand for you to just say Throw Dream of Fantastic Dream. And you know what? That hurts my feelings because you know we have a dead dragon that we're still trying uh, to bring back to life. So yeah. I am I need a minute. I need a minute to recover. From That's that. never that, coming back. That girl. was. I'm rude. sorry. Okay. Well, rude. I will. I'll do the outro correctly then. The day before my birthday, Jared. That's wild. <laughs> That's wild. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening to the Fantasy Files podcast. Um, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok. You're probably going to find Sky before you find our <laughs> podcast TikTok, if I'm being honest. It's very true. Our whole audience is just his, his following. So, yeah, his following and the small amount of people that found our TikTok. <laughs> um, but as always, thank you so much for listening, you guys. And Armina, do you want to do it tonight since did I it, talked the whole I did time? It, I did it last week in, in your honor, so you have to do it this week. Okay. Goodbye. Thank you so much for streaming this episode of The Fantasy Files. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you're listening and follow us on Instagram at The Fantasy Files Pod. You can also find Skylar at The Theme Park Pro on Instagram and TikTok. Jared is at Jared Covert on Instagram. And I am Queen Latina on TikTok. We'll see you next time. Now get out. I'm sorry that was mean. Please get out.